We had a wonderful time at the First Step Arise retreat this weekend and um, just been taking it in, coming back, getting some rest, getting grounded at this wonderful campground, slowly making my way back south um, to Texas to see family for the holiday season. I'm just full of gratitude this morning. So much to be grateful for. Beautiful weather. Sun is shining, coming up over the hills here. So many hearts shifted this weekend um, in Oregon, mine included. And just reflecting on, I feel like when we're in our suffering, a common theme is a feeling of loneliness feeling like you're alone in what you're experiencing. The places where others can or cannot meet you or understand or see. And as we progress throughout the weekend, sharing and doing some inner work, it seemed that the more we opened up, right, the more we showed ourselves the more we realized that none of us were alone. Indeed, all of us had a very similar story, regardless of our background. And that was such a beautiful point in the weekend. It was a real gift, real gift. So I just want to say thank you to everyone, those at the retreat, those who helped facilitate, and of course, Jane, for inviting me to her land, her beautiful place in Azalea, Oregon. It was uh, a real gift, a real treat, and I'm hoping to do more soon. Also, I found out recently that we reached a thousand Rise journals sold. (laughs) That in itself is a real gift. Speaking of not being seen or feeling alone, for a long time in my journey, I've been journaling for over 15 years now, When I felt alone, I went to my journal and learned how to cultivate a space for myself intuitively, just writing, releasing, inquiring, growing in self-awareness and empowering myself. And so now to be at a stage in my journey where a lot of those things are more actualized in how I show up and who I am, but to share it with others and to see the shift happening. Oh man. (laughs) what a gift what a gift and like Mythic Field says I love my journal Um, the greatest part is hearing those responses and those stories shared from you all who have started the Rise Journal practice and how it's impacting you as well so really taking in the beautiful gift of vulnerability, authentic sharing, and how empowering that really is for yourself and for others. And only wanting to encourage you all to do the same in your lives as often as you can. If you can create a safe space for yourself, then do it, cultivate it, and show up as your authentic version because we need you. 
for a long time I've felt that everything that we need, right, you hear me saying the energy mantra, everything that we need we already have and everything that we have is all that we need. But the deeper truth of, of all of life, right, um, you see these big glorious trees behind me, is that everything they needed to become these wonderful trees was there within that seed from the foundation, from the very beginning. And um, when they are in fertile ground, right, <laughs> partnering with life, with that support, then they can flourish. And many of us have been struggling to find that fertile ground. And so learning how to till the ground that is your interior space, finding like-minded individuals, or if it just means that you need to get your journal out, right, and incubate in this little sacred space, allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to heal, allowing yourself to be a witness to what's really happening in your world and not a perpetrator of your own disguise or demise in many cases. That is when the real transformation happens. So recognizing that each one of us has a unique set of gifts and perspectives that is an important piece of this tapestry of our world. And in lieu of capitalism or industrialization of our world, we've had to betray that for being measured by a vocation that has nothing to do with our heart's purpose, right? So trying to reconnect to that in as many ways as possible, right? The journal may not work for everyone, but getting started there to go, okay, maybe this one isn't my practice. Let me try meditation. Let me try some other modality. But being active to reconnect to what is in the heart. Another common theme throughout the weekend at the retreat was um, really this sense of connection, right? So many of us have believed that, you know, we have to be quote unquote strong and strong is defined or misdefined, I guess, as non-emotional, hard, loud, speaking fast, right? And I think really the message that I'm trying to send overall with mindfulness and meditation and connecting to your heart is that the real strength is authenticity, openness, honesty. And so I was reminding many of the beautiful souls that were in the circle when tears would well up and they were about to feel their emotion that tears are a sign of strength and I think many times we won't allow ourselves to feel because that's the most open authentic and honest thing you can do if there's hurt there right is acknowledge the hurt or if they're tears of joy, acknowledge the joy, but be honest, be open, be authentic. And in that vulnerability, what happened as more individuals would share, it inspired others who were on the fence to share 
and allow themselves to feel. Because many times that's where the release is. Most times. <laughs> it's really simple, actually. I think our world is over-intellectualized, at least the, the logical linear intellect of the, the brain. And so we see the issues with our world, whether it's globally, nationally, or in our own homes. And we think, oh, well, there must be some complicated you know, thing that we haven't understood yet about our lives. And actually, it's quite the opposite. Usually the, the truth is right there in front of you, but we're blinded by our fear. We're blinded by beliefs that aren't serving us. And to take a moment to pause, right? Get connected, whether you're meditating, journaling, walking, maybe you need to do some kind of athletic exercise to connect or dance, but to get clear about what your truth is, the false truths that we've held on to when we were in survival mode from a very young age, right? Write those out plainly. <laughs> when you can write those out plainly, you can see how silly they can sound. But many times the construct, the mental construct has been so complex to disguise those things or to shift the focus to others as the issue and not our own perception of others ourself. So we miss out. But when you can get clear, oh, this is the false truth that's been guiding me on a subconscious level, and then start connecting to your heart. What's my authentic truth? How has that false truth served me? And what's an authentic truth that will serve that need in a healthier way? And then working to affirm that, working to embody that. How do I practice that in moments where I'm triggered or I'm hurt? Or in relationships and arenas where I felt so detached from myself or anxious or depressed or nervous. The most beautiful part of the weekend is hearing others. I think um, one of the ladies there this weekend, she said it's practicing the art of being your authentic self, the authentic expression of self. And I don't think it can be said much better than that. So the practice is actually quite simple. It's practicing the art of being your authentic self. But now doing the work isn't necessarily easy, right? Because we've got old ideas in our mind. We've got a lifetime of practicing being other than our authentic self. And now reconnecting to that truth, right? We're going to be like a, um, an infant learning to walk. It might be a bit cumbersome at first. But just as you fall, your support system is here. Myself and others in your community, those close ones, the real family, the family you chose that resonates beyond blood, soul connected. Those beautiful souls are always there with you. They hear you, they see you. And they're holding space for your process, just as you're holding space for theirs. We need only remember to stay open, 
stay vulnerable, stay honest. And that's really the, the takeaway there, to let go of this idea of perfection. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Because all it does is make you rigid. It makes you judge yourself very harshly and others. And embrace progress. <laughs> Process and progress and presence. Many around us are operating from their false truths. And here's where the difficulty comes in, right? Because as you are inhabiting your authentic self more and more, you will meet the resistance of the old circles or the present circles you have and others who are still in their false truth. But when you step back and realize that we're all human, we all have our old hurt, our old traumas that are showing up now as short-sightedness, rigidness, misunderstanding and belittlement and there's an opportunity there for us to have compassion for ourselves and the other and learn how to create healthier boundaries right this is this is the work it's very simple it's not easy because those triggers can be strong which is part of the reason why I show up asking how's your heart because we have too many complicated systems in this world at the moment. So let's simplify and learn to be very aware and very mindful of what the heart is really after. And if you can see another one is in their false truth, take a moment to breathe. <laughs> Recognize you're not responsible for where they are. They are responsible for where they are. And recognize what you're available for and what you're not. Right? And that may take some seeking. Because so many of us have been trained out of that. And it's a subconscious thing. Many of us, if you're a recovering people pleaser like myself have this automatic response to where you want to take care of everyone else's needs before yourself. Many of us had to take care of our parents' emotional needs, our other authoritarian figures. And now it's time to learn how to take care of yourself as a priority, not only as a priority, but as the greatest service you can offer to everyone so that your false truths aren't regulating your life and spewing all of that <laughs> um, heaviness. I am um, in a deep state of gratitude and appreciation for the weekend, the retreat. Many of those souls have reached out to me in gratitude and I want to offer the same back because I feel like that kind of exchange is an infinitely sustainable resource where we continue to lift each other up by being open and showing up. Actually, one of the things that I shared with the group and I'll share with you is that one of my false truths as being 
the seventh child of eight, the youngest brother, in a household with a lot of big, beautiful personalities, is that I felt there was no room for my truth, for what I had to say and what I had to share. So the way that showed up for me is I would often ask, when is it my turn to speak? It's been reflected back to me often that I'm a good listener. And I learned how to do that as a survival strategy growing up. Because if I listened well, I could read between the lines of my parents' frustration or my siblings and avoid conflict. Or maybe, hopefully, actually um, grounded a bit. Right? But in that space, where was my voice? Who was taking care of my needs? Right? And as a young child, we all find our survival strategies that may help us get through the day, but they don't actually help us to embody our truth because those survival strategies are not truth. They are just that, <laughs> something to get you through the moment. And through journaling and practicing embodying my truth, recognizing, oh, I don't need anyone's permission to speak. There's space for me in every room I enter. Otherwise, I would have never made it in. But my perception shifted. And then thinking, what if I bottled that up, right? We wouldn't be able to connect in this way. I wouldn't be embodying my truth to live in freedom. To reflect back that we are all connected. And that's why through a screen, we can feel that heart-to-heart -heart connection because it doesn't really matter the medium. That's our ego, the brain thinking we know things that we don't and our arrogance showing up as surprise and awe <laughs> at the mysteries in between because we think we know everything. But if we can embrace the truth that we don't and allow ourselves to surrender to that process bit by bit, right? Because your heart, your intuition, higher power, whatever that is between our understanding and the unknown, it's always giving us enough to help move us into the direction of a more embodied self a more resonant life and just greater vibrance in every moment. So, I'm actually going to end this live with <laughs> a little bit of an extended How's Your Heart meditation. I want you all just to close your eyes. Breathe in. Let it go. Breathe in again. Let it go. Now, hand on your heart. Checking in. How's 
your heart. for your heart to speak. Taking in the response, the eternal wisdom of the soul. thinking of one simple, small way you can practice that wisdom, whatever it may be. That wisdom for me is reminding that there is no reason that one needs for loving except love itself. The universal practice of acceptance and compassion for 
the experience of life here on Earth. And the freedom it offers. So now relaxing into that wisdom and thinking about how you will embody that today. <laughs> Let us thank nature for its grounding frequency. the strength and stillness of the trees, the calm of the fall morning, the vibrance of the diffused sunlight through the leaves that remain, and the beautiful birds offering their songs of safety and freedom. and gratitude to each and every soul connected on the stream this morning who are showing up <laughs> with open hearts in the pursuit of greater presence, freedom, and love. beings be free of suffering and the root of all suffering. And may all beings know happiness and the root of all happiness. Live well, beautiful souls. Hmm. Much love and light. <laughs>